Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, I go uh, around the world and try and find the best uh, entrepreneurs, the app developers, uh, investors, anyone who can help us out. So if you uh, like this world of app entrepreneurialism, uh, then this is the uh, podcast for you. And actually, this is the episode for you because I have a, a wonderful uh, veteran uh, entrepreneur who has uh, got this great uh, 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 website and great uh, app and uh, basically go to um, ghostnoteapp.com that's ghostnoteapp.com he's the founder of ghostnote his name is thomas peterson and he's here uh, to talk about that journey he's had and, and all the other stuff he's he's had in his entrepreneurial journey so thomas hey welcome to the app guy podcast thank you very much for having me paul well, thanks for joining us. And so with GhostNote, uh, you can add contextual notes to your images, apps, documents, folders. It looks absolutely awesome. And yeah. uh, perhaps you could talk us through uh, you know, what it is it does. Yeah. So I, I think the best way to describe it is, um, is basically post-it notes for, for your Mac. So, you know, most, most uh, notes and to-do apps basically, uh, of course, allow you to to take notes and uh, record stuff and uh, take screenshots and, and things like that. One of the uh, kind of major frustrations I always had with notes and note taking is that I know I have to do it, but I'm not a very uh, structured guy. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I always kind of wanted to have this uh, ability to basically just like, you know, click on an icon and then a notes window would pop up. I added, put in my notes in whatever context I was in and then, that will basically be safe for that context. So that's what GhostNote is. It basically allows you to take notes in the context and then have uh, the app basically remember where you took them. So if you're working in Photoshop, for instance, and you're sitting there and you want to add a to-do list of stuff you have to do for a specific document, then you basically just click on on a ghost icon, it pops it down, and then you add your notes. And then the next time you open up the app, the notes are right there. You don't have to, like, find them in a, in a structure there's no like there's no like notion of archiving or folder structures anything like that so it's basically trying to remove that layer that i always kind of hated about uh productivity apps which was the uh, need for me to do all this stuff that i think the computer could potentially do itself for me Thomas, this is absolutely awesome. And uh, you're really making uh, life a lot easier for a lot of people. Uh, basically, what you're saying is that if I open up Photoshop, then I can see my notes from Photoshop. I don't have to go searching around for them uh, through a structure. Yeah, exactly. And one of the big themes on my show is solving a, real, a problem. And it sounds to me like this has been really bugging you and you just decided <laughs> to solve your own problem. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, totally, uh, and it's one of those things where when you don't, when you don't, when you don't think about it, you're fine with what you have. But then once you try it out, you realize, you know, this is something you. It's one of those few things I think where when you try it out, mostly you will think, "Wow, I, I didn't even realize that I that I wanted this." So I've had like people saying that it basically changed their complete workflow in like the first three minutes they used it. Like I've illustrators uh, that that use it, you know, for instance, for Illustrator or. Uh, other designers or developers that use it for iTerm. So it's a pretty versatile uh, tool. It also allows you to do it for websites and stuff like that. And uh, basically, yeah, it's, it's just trying to approach note-taking from a, uh, from a different uh, approach where it's, it's more like notes that you need right now. They're very important right now, but they're not necessarily, you know, precious quotes or anything like that. And that's the big difference, I think, between a lot of other notes apps is that they are for a lot of different things. Uh, not at least just like saving like 
you know, a precious quote you have or, or some uh, um, images that you that you want to save for later. This is also just for like what normal post notes are, which is for for a specific uh, situation or a specific time frame. These are very important, so you put them in the context of where they are. Yeah, and I'm and guessing like even, right you, could, you could even be writing notes right now and putting them into Skype. So next time. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, you could even like start to think about it as uh, it would know that I have a meeting with you, and then as I type notes, it would know the context. Oh, he's having a meeting. So if I need to to like then afterwards like look up the notes, it would basically uh, realize. Oh, you know. Um, Thomas had a meeting at that point, so maybe these notes are related to that. Now, we haven't built that yet, but that's just some of the, the ways, you know, you can start thinking about this, basically. This is wonderful. I think you'll be inspiring a lot of the uh, Appster tribe listening to this because, in a way, you know, you found something that needs solving, that needs, like, looking at and, and doing better, and you, you've gone ahead and you've actually uh, you know, worked on that. Did, did you do that using your own money, did you then end up having to get some money to, to do the, the work? Uh, yeah, to talk, talk us through it, like how you actually got this off the ground. So this started, uh, I, I used to own a design agency and this started like six or seven years ago uh, with a much, much bigger idea that had to do with asset management and time registration and stuff like that. And so I uh, I, I had a, have a very good network and still, uh, when I presented people for this contextual idea, even the, the really good developers I knew, they they kind of like were like, yeah, it's a good idea, you know, but they couldn't really see it. And so I had a really, really tough job finding anybody that wanted to help me. And, uh, you know, I could go the funding route, but I'm, I'm kind of like a fundamentally a bootstrap uh, guy. I really want to build stuff on, on the, from the ground myself until... I think there is a market for it, and then I, I could go look for funding. But but I really wanted to just build this from the ground. So I didn't want to go out and find funding, so I could just hire people. I wanted to be able to build something with a good team. Um, but so I realized, you know, that I was doing this all wrong, and I had to think about this a little bit differently. So what I did was I said, well, is there like a smaller uh, kind of version of this big vision that I have? And that's when uh, when I came around this idea about ghost uh, ghost note and like note taking. It's like the whole contextual uh, note-taking or contextually aware app could be, be used for that. And that was something that I could actually fund myself. I could find a developer, uh, which I then, uh, you know, went out and did. Um, it took some time. Uh, I went through several developers that they never really delivered. Uh, they delivered some, but then they, like, stopped. So I spent some money up front, but then I was lucky uh, last year to find this guy, Timmy Hook, who basically uh, lives in the Midwest, uh, just uh, quit his job and was looking for something. And he really liked this idea. And so we basically agreed that I paid him uh, to do it. And then uh, once we finalized the app, uh, we would look into whether I should continue paying him or whether he wanted to go in half and half with me. So that's kind of how I made sure that I, I covered my, my cost that way is that uh, I, I basically uh, paid him up front, but to continue uh, doing the work, I uh, am basically now in a partnership with him instead. That's a very sensible thing to actually do, it sounds like. And uh, it just shows you as well what I'm learning from you, Thomas, is that you do need to have a passion about the idea. It can't be just something that you're trying to copy or uh, mimic because you've been at this idea now for a long time. And, yeah. uh, and you've gone through several developers and you're still, you know, you're getting it out there. And so I think anyone listening, would you be, would it be true to say you do need passion? You do need passion, but I think also maybe even 
even as important is to to a lot of people that have a really good idea or a great idea or a big idea. But what most people forget is most ideas, they start very small, right? They don't start as these big, you know, grand things as they might end up being. They start as something much smaller and much simpler. And I think that at least what I learned from this was, you know, I could totally just go with a much smaller version of what I wanted to do, and then I can eventually get there. I mean, now I'm at the position where I could actually do the contextual time tracking and all these other things because I built the engine up, but I didn't like, it, it wasn't like this huge project that would have taken maybe years to do. Uh, instead, I could focus on something smaller. So I think one of the one of the good things you can do is is look at your idea again and see if you can break it down into even smaller parts and then see if you can get somebody to build that. Yeah, so let's try and help some uh, app entrepreneurs who are listening to this getting very inspired by your story. And you're there in a very expensive city, New York, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's not like the, the cheapest place to live. And I just wondered, you know, how you're making ends meet fo- following. Is this is this your full time gig or, you know, perhaps you could talk us through uh, and give some guidance on uh, to help people out that want to follow the same footpath uh, steps as you, you've done? I, th- I think unless they have a, a full-time job, they should definitely not do it in New York. I mean, it's it's a very expensive city. I have a job. This is actually a side project for me. Uh, you know, it might one day turn into something, uh, you know, big, but uh, but for now it's a side project. But um, I have a family and two kids and everything else. So it's not like I'm a, a young stud living in the city with lots of money. Uh, I still have to kind of conserve my money too. So... In that respect, uh, it, even though I had like a steady income, uh, a lot of it goes to just keeping a family afloat here in New York. So uh, it's a little bit like being a, a entrepreneur, but I would never claim to be that. That's a completely different uh, mindset that it requires. And I might end up there, but but for now at least, it's it's definitely a, a, a basically a side project that requires of course that you have a understanding wife and stuff like that so you can do it yeah absolutely and i almost thinking as well that i mean there are always choices that you're making when you're trying to deliver a project and you know you talked about the funding aspect and we have had past investors on this show that have talked about the constraints the term sheets the fact that you are restricted about how you spend the money and you've always got this uh, you know a supervisor in a way that uh, looking over your shoulder and uh, and so you know you can go down the funding route but that that sometimes offers its own restrictions and and maybe by working it's funding the project and therefore it can be a, a good side project that can turn into something that that's at least you know i mean i've i've done a billion side projects you know some of actually some of them pretty successful from a you know having users and stuff like that but but again uh, the world changes once you start to charge for your stuff right then that's that's a completely different thing uh so i i think uh yeah it's it's a good way to to do it and and the good thing about not having funding is you're not rushed into uh, meeting these, you know, uh, deadlines, or or you're not rushed to test out to see whether your idea works. Sometimes an idea takes a long time. You know, sometimes it it needs to be, you know, either uh, uh, you know nurtured a little bit more, and you need to be able to test it out and 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 really understand what what you're doing here and learn the feed from the feedback you're getting. Uh, and other times, you know, you're just attacking a market, and there you might need funding. But but some ideas are a little bit more kind of fragile, I think. So. Like getting an investor in would basically, uh, uh, you know, do more harm than good, I think. 
Yeah, and you just happened to glance over some of the past projects that you said have been really successful. I'd love to know one of those, if, you, if you've got an example. Yeah, uh, so... Know, from the sure. number of users that you collected. So basically, uh, I, I did another one, which was basically out of frustration for me not being able to find that developer for my, uh, for my app. So I built something called Weekend Hacker, which is basically like a small community of designers and developers where they can like help each other out on on their various products, uh, projects they're working on in the weekend and stuff like that. So I think there's like 8,000 uh, developers and designers there. Uh, I've been doing that for like a couple of years. So that's like a, like a boutique network, we like to call it, uh, uh, of, of people basically helping each other out. Um, so uh, uh, I've done like some Facebook app, uh, apps and stuff like that. So all of these, you know, have been fun, but, but again, like they're not, they're not doing it. It's not a business. It's it's a project, right? And I I still consider Ghostnote a project, even though I'm actually you know making fairly good money on this. So, yeah, that's I guess the challenge that we have is that sometimes when you go into these things and you're focused purely on the monetization, <laughs> that uh, it, it, what comes first, you know, the the monetization or the the building up the community and and building up the features and uh, you know. What, what's, what sort of a guidance could you give uh, to anyone who's trying to, again, do the same thing as you, you've done? Well, so I think, um, the, so the funny thing is with Ghostnode, I, I think it has the potential of, uh, you know, actually building a community in the sense that you can actually write your own scripts uh, so you can add document support that we don't have yet. And uh, we actually, even in the app, have this ability for people to, uh, suggest uh, apps, and what the, what that does is basically they click on on a on a uh, on a on a link there. It takes them to the website, and they can add uh, the app they want us to to add support for. Uh, and so we have like a long list of apps that people have basically uh, been adding, and they can like vote it up and stuff like that. So uh, I'm I'm thinking, you know, like community building is one of those things where you have to start very simple with a basic premise where everybody meets like something everybody can like meet around and and in the in the case of my uh, of ghost node uh, that's basically like adding a new support uh, for for the uh, for the app uh, since we're in the app store which has its own challenges uh, versus selling outside of the app store um, there's a lot of restrictions that you kind of have to get around by uh, whitelisting what what uh, what applications you can support via ghost node and stuff like that so um, you know, there, there, is, there is something to be said about just building uh, very, very simple, not necessarily communities, but like channels for communication between you and your, and your customers, basically. And would you recommend uh, that anyone who's listening to this that is working full time, would you recommend um, a side project? Because I, I can imagine that it does take a, a lot of your time and takes you away from your family a little bit and... Uh, adds on a lot of pressure and stress. Is it something you would recommend? <laughs> well, it, it, again, it, uh, I think uh, the, the classic answer, I guess, is it depends, right? I mean, uh, for me, it's like I, I can't help it. Like I, I always have side projects. Uh, this one just happens to be one of those that uh, that I can, you know, make some money on and maybe even turn into a company one day if I want to. Uh, unless somebody, of course, uh, managed to outcompete me, which is not, you know, impossible. Um, but uh, Cypress is good in the sense that it's 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 a way to think. I think it's like you know, if you 
you know, if you have whatever job you have, some people take dance lessons, some people do some other things. But even if you're doing what you love doing, which I am right now uh, with my normal job, uh, you know, I still need time to, to think and reflect. And doing side projects is a way to do that, to kind of keep myself, uh, you know, uh, aware of what's going on, what can be done and like feel this like um, how to, like how to build products on my on my on my own and like internalize some of the feedback that I get. Like if you're in a larger company, often some of that feedback becomes kind of anonymized. But once it's your own thing, you know, you 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 it's your baby basically. So when people criticize stuff you're doing and things like that, then then they're basically they're saying your baby is kind of ugly, you know, which which nobody likes, of course. <laughs> so there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye, Thomas. One is that we love coming up with uh, potentially new ideas. And uh, I know that you've done something really cool contextually with notes. I'm wondering, uh, have you had any thoughts on uh, your next project or any app ideas that maybe you could share with us? Sure. Um, so um, <laughs> funny enough, uh, Ghost Note for mobile. <laughs> uh, it's either something I hopefully will do myself uh, or somebody else could do. But basically, the idea is that, uh, you know, you instead of adding it to apps, you add it to location. So you would add notes to wherever you are. So let's say I'm at work and we have a code to get in and a phone number to call if you mess up the, the alarm or something like that. Uh, you could basically imagine uh, adding notes to specific locations. So you just click. You know, it goes down, it will pop up with the relevant information. Uh, you could, like, imagine that being useful for sharing uh, uh, wireless passwords uh, in cafes and stuff like that with other people that pop by and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I'm really into this whole contextual thing. I, I think there is a lot to be gained from that because it's basically taking away some of the noise that we have to, like, go through uh, by basically being, you know, helping you put forward the content that's relevant for you in your, in your current situation. So, so that's something I would definitely uh, be interested in. Yeah. Seeing. I'm almost like uh, just expanding on that is the whole uh, development of uh, Apple watch. And again, yeah, that, that exactly. is on your wrist uh, all the time. Then I can imagine that, you know, if you ended up doing something for that device, then ha having a contextual note uh, at the time when you reach uh, a a door that has a lock code exactly and, you know the code then appears on your watch or something i mean that that's awesome you could even trigger events you know like you could uh, you you could basically say if i if i come into this like gear location here you know do these things and you can hook it up with like a set here if this then that that would then do some other like there's all these things that you can think about and i, I always think about the mobile as like a giant a mouse pointer you know like so you know if you think about that you walk around the world and the world is basically your desktop right and your mouth and your your mobile is basically your mouse pointer so it can trigger events based on where you are right it's it's not just about your your mobile you take it up and you have like an app on there it's actually also aware of its of its of its surroundings and i think we're going to see hopefully a lot more apps that start to take advantage of that in the future yeah i'm almost like envis envisaging a future where uh, you go to someone's house that is a friend and it pops up uh, uh, on your uh, Apple Watch or your phone. Uh, the, these are the things you need to know about this person to have a catch up. And, 
then, then you can it's, say, hey, yeah. uh, how, how's, uh, you know, how's your baby doing? And, and, and trying to remember kids' names. It's yeah, like, I know, I know. So, I'm uh, bad enough with names. Or, uh, you know, it's like kids' names is even worse for me. <laughs> yeah, Especially right. these days when people have these crazy names for their kids. You uh, know, that, so. that could be an app idea, Thomas. Uh, yeah, yeah no, there you go. But... Like, remember your uh, friend's <laughs> Kids. Crazy names. Crazy names. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the final thing, I mean, this is a show about apps. We can't let you go without asking you for one or two apps that you perhaps use on your smartphone that would be good recommendations. Uh, I would say, actually, uh, it's it's really not like anything special, but I love using it. Um, so, you know, the, you know, the, the, the website AngelList, right? Yes. Yeah, so they have. So I don't. This is not their official app. It's just called Angel List Updates. I think it's like a mobile app, and I actually use it as kind of a news feed because it shows like some companies that are updating information or new companies or somebody investing in it. And and uh, I'm I'm getting really inspired by just reading about some of all the companies out there. So. That's definitely one of my, my favorite apps. I use that all the time. Uh, I'm going to use that because uh, you'll know that a lot of the guests uh, on my past episodes have been for, uh, listed on Angel and uh, Angel List. So that, that would be t- t- terrific. I'll make sure that we put a mention to that in the show notes. So uh, for everyone listening, just go to the appguy.co and uh, check out episode 285 with Thomas Peterson. And I'll make sure that we put links to that app and then also the, uh, the helper hacker as well. Uh, did you, do you have one more? Uh, so, well, the other one is 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 unfortunately like a little bit ad ad written, but uh, Stitcher I use that a lot too. I, again, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Podcasts, so I think Stitcher is 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 fairly good. I tried some of the other ones, um, Oddcasts and stuff like that, but it just was a weird thing for me. So, I've never listened to anything on Stitcher, but is it right that so you you listen to me, but they put another ad? before then they play my content. Is that right? Yeah, I think something like that. And they do that in between everything. So it's more like a in-between you, you're listening to something, yeah. Oh, I see. So, they, But they don't interrupt the show, do they? Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's just between shows. Okay. So Great. Okay, well, yeah. we like them then. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the uh, Stitcher were... I, I've never really focused on Stitcher, but I think I am obviously somehow sh- showing up in there. And, yeah, you have uh, the favorites at least, so... Uh... Right, I better check it out. So, <laughs> Stitcher. Okay, I'll put um, yeah. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So, Thomas, how best... This has been great. I, I, honestly, I love this chat. And it's very inspirational. How best can we reach out and connect with you? Uh, you can either uh, reach out to me on Twitter, which is hello underscore world, um, or... Uh, How did you uh, get you that? Can... <laughs> uh, you must so have been on Twitter have... really early. Yeah, I've, I've, I know uh, uh, one of my, uh, when I started my design agency, this guy called Morton Lund, who invested in Skype and stuff like that, and he, he knew even from Twitter, so we were on there very early. So that's how I got it, basically. Um, but that's one way to reach me. And then I write on 000ffff.org, uh, uh, also uh, short for black and white, which is like where I write essays and stuff like that. Okay. So well, those are the two well, places you can reach me. Great. I'll make sure I put links. Uh, Thomas, thank you very much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. Enjoy uh, New York and all the stuff that's going on with uh, Ghost Note. And I will. Uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, uh, we'd love to, you know, in, when you have a next big side project or a big sellout, sure. you know, come back on. I will definitely do that. Thank you for having me.
Are you a fan of the App Guy podcast? And if so, are you an app entrepreneur? Well, I've got a podcast that is just coming out. It's brand new. It's called App Store Launch Stories. And you can find more by going to appstorelaunch.me. That is appstorelaunch.me. You can also subscribe there if you can't find it in your podcasting app. And uh, I asked for feedback. This is the kind of feedback I've already got, but I want your feedback as well. Uh, these are the questions that uh, you want me to put to the guests. Uh, what is the... Uh, release cycle that you are uh, launching and uh, what locations are you launching in uh, are you doing an alpha or a, a beta before a launch uh, where do you want to be in a, a one week or two weeks time uh, one month even uh, or even 12 months uh, what is the competition like for you uh, how are you differentiating yourself uh, how are you making things better what what um, uh, are the customer opportunities you're, you're trying to get uh, and also I asked the question, what uh, part of someone else's app launch is of most interest to you? And people have been saying, well, it's actually the marketing. Uh, how do you get onto blogs? How do you get into places like TechCrunch? Um, if uh, you've got a lot of downloads, how did you get these? How did you acquire them? What tools, what analytics are you using to measure? And uh, do you want me to get uh, more specific on this app? Uh, store launch podcast or would you prefer it a bit more like the app guy podcast where it's higher level well um, people are basically saying they want more specifics they want to uh, find out how these app entrepreneurs are launching how they're getting press how they're making their apps go viral uh, what are the ad strategies so uh, a lot of questions i would love your feedback uh, you can see uh, if you go to my website for this podcast you'll see a link uh, that you can used to provide me with more feedback and this will actually go into the show so really seeking your feedback and also you need to subscribe but thank you very much and uh, look forward to releasing this new podcast